Hello and welcome back to another edition of Viper Bites, another primetime preview. And we are heading to Monday Night Football. We are talking about the AFC East leading New England Patriots, coming off a win against the Tennessee Titans, heading to Buffalo, trying to avoid being put through a table as the 7-4 and four Bills, also coming off a win against the Saints, are looking to reclaim top spot in that AFC East division. Boy, I am excited for this one, and I'm ready to dive into the tail of the tape. But first, take a second, thumbs up, make sure you're subscribed to the Vipers Network. Also, listening to us on Apple, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Anchor, whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us, make sure to take a second and rate and review the show. And as always, hit me up on Twitter, at MattDonnellyFF. If you're looking for some fantasy football advice or starts and sits kind of questions, let me know, and I'll help you out there as well. Now, let's get into this one because there's a lot of content to kind of break down in a short period of time. But first, let's start with Mac Jones, living legend. This is your rookie moment. A win on the road in Buffalo with first place on the AFC East on the line with the winner moving into that driver's seat. And you know what? Mac Jones and the Patriots, they're coming off of six straight wins already. Now, well, Mr. Rookie of the Month for November, What do you have in store in December? That is the question we're going to be talking about. Now, the Patriots don't ask for much from their rookie signal caller. He has been efficient, taking care of the ball and making plays when needed. The Patriots' formula to their 8-4 record has been play some good defense and run the ball. Jones is averaging only 14.76 fantasy points per game, but here's here's a stat for you. He is 10th in the NFL in passing yards. That's right. He is 10th in the league in passing yards with 2,850. That number has him just behind Aaron Rodgers and just above Joe Burrow. Now, of all quarterbacks in the top 15 in passing yards, Mac Jones has the highest completion percentage at 70.3. The only quarterback with a better completion percentage with more than 250 attempts is Kyler Murray. Now, Buffalo is the top-ranked team when it comes to fantasy points allowed to the quarterbacks. Number two is New England, so more on that here shortly. Now, Buffalo has surrendered 10.58 points per game and have allowed a league-low 2,080 passing yards, recording more interceptions, 16, than passing touchdowns, 8. So to recap, Buffalo is a 2-to-1 interception-to-touchdown ratio. Mac Jones, he has a 2-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio at 16-8. and which is the same as the Bills deep. Boy, numbers don't usually line up, so that's got to mean something going into this one. Now, we talked about that run game and how effective it's been for the Patriots and how it has really spurred on that passing game. Well, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, with a dash of Brandon Bolden. This backfield is ugly for fantasy managers. Great for the NFL, great for the Patriots, but not good for fantasy managers. Now, Harris is logging about 37% of the snaps with Stevenson and Bolden kind of factoring there at 33 and 32 respectively last week. I cannot recommend starting anyone in this backfield, but with four teams on a bye, you very well may have to do so and hope for the best. Unfortunately, hope in fantasy only goes so far. Now, the Bills are still a top four defense against the running back position and a top four defense against teams that don't have a Jonathan Taylor on the roster. Now, Buffalo has allowed 20.55 fantasy points per game and 10 touchdowns, with Taylor pretty much responsible for about half of that. Yeah. Yeah, so that number is a little bit up and down. Now, as we continue to look through here, Buffalo 
Uh, I'm excited about this. Harris is RB20 this season, averaging 11.8. Stevenson, 9.4. I truly believe Stevenson is the better of the two, but Harris remains somewhat fantasy relevant, thanks in part to touchdown production. Harris has seven touchdowns over the last seven games, but if he doesn't find the end zone, he doesn't find a way to fantasy relevancy. It's that simple. As for Stevenson, it seems if Harris is playing, his chances of producing become somewhat limited. Now, the last four games, Stevenson has multiple touchdowns and has something like 340 yards on both the ground and then receiving with a 5.4 yards per carry average. No Harris, no problem. 20 carries, 100 yards against the Browns. So we know what Stevenson can do when given an opportunity. Now, heading over to the wide receiver position, Kendrick Bourne was a yeah, he's going against the top-ranked defense and fantasy points allowed to the receivers. The Bills are allowing 24.74 per game, but perhaps more impressive, they've allowed league lows in yards, 1,282, and touchdowns, three. Yeah, not being able to score touchdowns, that kind of limits the ceiling for fantasy wide receivers and that production. But those numbers were with Tredavious White locking down one side of the field, and he was just lost to the season with an ACL tear. Can the rest of this defense rise to the occasion, or will that be the first chink in the Bills' defensive armor? Bourne has quietly risen up the fantasy ranks, getting involved in both the pass game and the run game, and you may not realize it, but now the Bourne identity is one of wide receiver 24 with 145 fantasy points, averaging 12.1 per game, and in the last three, he has produced 23 or more fantasy points twice. He has also been effective when he has an opportunity to manufacture those touches, scoring three times on only 13 receptions and posting 201 yards. Now, lost in all this Kendrick Bourne smoke and noise is the fact that Jacoby Myers is right there, lockstep with him, sitting as the wide receiver, 29, with 132 fantasy points, averaging 11.1 per. Now, last week, Myers caught five of eight targets for 98 yards, falling two falling two yards short at what would have been his first 100-yard game. In PPR formats, Myers offers a safe floor, having been targeted at least four times in all 12 Patriots games this year. And Myers on the season has seen 90 targets, which is 17th. And his 59 receptions, that is 19th in the league. Throw in a little bit more yardage, maybe more than one touchdown, and we could be talking about Myers as a high-end wide receiver too right now. And you know what? I'll be honest, there's a little Jacoby Myers bias in my uh, preview because I'm a big Jacoby Myers truther. This all said, why does this feel like a Nelson Aguilar type week? He's technically still on the Patriots roster. And I don't know, something about this just says, you know what? Somehow Nelson Aguilar is going to factor into this equation. Now, turning our attention to the tight end position, man, what happened to Hunter Henry? He has gone from the tight end four all the way down to the tight end 12 in only a few short weeks. But life as a fantasy tight end, that's kind of what happens, especially when you rely heavily on those touchdowns. He had seven touchdowns in the first seven games and none in the last two and only four in for 41 yards. Like, we look at the numbers of Hunter Henry's been producing. It has not been good. In fact, Jonah Smith even put up 39 yards on three receptions last week, adding nine more on the ground being more productive than Hunter Henry. Now, the preseason tight end sleeper, he's been invisible all season. But like I said, the last two weeks, he has outperformed Hunter Henry. Buffalo ranks sixth in fantasy points per game against as they've allowed three touchdowns and only 417 yards to position all year. Now let's turn our attention to those Buffalo 
Bills. And more importantly, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, the Patriots are only allowing 12.4 or 12.04 fantasy points against. And like your defense, they've been stingy when it comes to yardage, allowing the seventh fewest, 2,619. And again, like your defense, they have been taking the ball away more than they've been allowing touchdowns as they lead the entire league with 19 interceptions, allowing only 14 touchdowns through the air. These are two of the best defenses here. You look at the PFF grades for both the Patriots and the Bills, and you go up and down, completion percentage, incompletion rate, all this. They're one and two lockstep with each other all the way through every statistical relevant category you could imagine. Now, Allen has a slight edge on Mac Jones as he sits sixth in the league in passing yards with 3,071 and has thrown 25 touchdowns while tossing in 10 picks along the way. Now, while Allen may have a slight edge in what we would consider fantasy relevant categories there, He's also done it statistically as well as far as fantasy is concerned with 269.14 fantasy points through 11 games, averaging 24.47. Thanks in part to that Konomi bonus there of 383 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns. Again, using that standard metric, I made up in my head of 17 fantasy points being what I would consider a solid quarterback performance. Allen has reached that in every contest but one this season. But you can imagine Bill Belichick and company have been plotting a little something-something for Josh Allen this week because you know Belichick hasn't forgotten the last time they met, Week 16, 2020, where Allen had 32 fantasy points along with 320 passing yards and four touchdowns. Now, the Bills' run game has been pretty much non-existent most of the season. Zach Moss... Healthy scratch last week. So it was Devin Singletary and Matt Breida who were both active. Now, both backs chipped in offensively for the Bills against the Saints last week. As Singletary had 15 touches for 48 yards. But it was Matt Breida who went dancing in the end zone. Yes, this is a pro-Matt Breida show. Scoring once on his 11 touchdowns that netted 55 yards. You know I love myself some Matt Breida. And why not? When you're averaging 5 yards per touch, you should get a little bit of love. You know, pass the bread on the left-hand side. Now, did you know since making his Bills debut back in Week 10, Brita is the RB16 and has averaged 13 fantasy points per? Singletary is the RB32, averaging 8.3. But New England, they can be taken advantage of as they have they are ranked 18th in fantasy points allowed to running backs, 23.7, having given up 1,237 yards on the ground and another 687 in the passing game. I know I see Matt Breida sits all over those starts and sits columns. You know what? I kind of like him as a sneaky sleeper in this one. Now, Stefan Diggs, he will likely find himself as priority one for the Patriots as they put together a defensive strategy this week. I love myself a good wide receiver cornerback matchup. And Diggs versus J.C. Jackson has all the makings to be an instant classic if you're into that kind of thing. We talk about how good the Bills were at defending opposing receivers. Well, the Patriots, they're not that far behind. Fourth in fantasy points allowed, surrounding 29.19 per game. The main difference, the Patriots have conceded 10 touchdowns. And receivers like Diggs, he's one of the best to be able to do it. Now, Diggs now sits wide receiver six after coming out of the gate a little slow compared to last year. And He's only scored once. He only scored once in those first five games. We still managed double-digit fantasy points in four of those first five contests. Since then, he has touchdowns in five of six games and has six total touchdowns. That has all led to six games of 14 or more fantasy points. And week 11 was a bit of a mirage. Let's, let's be honest here. Let's call it what it is. He scored twice, 
but he also had lows in receptions at four yardage at 23. Diggs is seventh in receptions this season with 67, eighth in targets with 101, ninth in yards with 847, and his seven touchdowns, that sits tied for seventh amongst all pass catchers. Now, speaking of pass catchers, Cole Beasley, he is 15th in receptions, and that is one of, one of those, those the more you know type moments. Yeah, I didn't. I had to look it up. And again, I had to fact check it multiple times just to make sure I wasn't kind of reading some kind of a hacked NFL.com site there. Now, he has managed... 530 yards, but he only has a single touchdown. Now, Emmanuel Sanders, while not targeted to the same degree, he has 559 yards on only 36 receptions. Diggs and Knox lead the Bills with seven touchdowns. But Sanders, he has chipped in the season with four of his own. But none since week five, so buyer beware. You're either in the keep him on your bench corner or he's due for one corner. And if you're pushing for a playoff spot, I wouldn't recommend starting either one of them with four teams on by. You know what? I feel okay with Sanders because you know what? He follows me on Twitter, humble brag, and I'm always team Emmanuel Sanders. Now, the tight end position, Dawson Knox. He is a must start in the wasteland that is fantasy tight ends. Every year, one rises from the ashes, and this year's Logan Thomas is Mr. Knox. Dawson Knox, he is coming off a huge Thanksgiving, which saw him score twice. And you know what? I'm pretty sure he was incredibly thankful for the Saints defense. Now, since returning from his injury, he has posted 129 yards on 10 catches in three games. Knox is tied with Hunter Henry with the most touchdown grabs among tight ends with seven and sits 11th in yards, even though he has missed a couple games with that broken hand. What happens when an unstoppable force meets an unmovable object? Well, that's what you have when you have Dawson Knox and his 12.1 fantasy points per game facing off against the top-ranked defense as it pertains to fantasy points allowed to the position as the Patriots are only allowing 7.3 fantasy points per game along with the second fewest yards 349 and have only allowed three touchdowns so that is another matchup inside a matchup inside a matchup that I am looking forward to and you know what I am looking forward to hearing more from you guys so if you got comments you got questions drop them down below and I'll get back to you and as always head over to fantasypoints.com enter promo code 21 vipers 10 get 10% off that subscription today and you know what? We are now on to week number 14. We'll catch you there.